Hello and welcome to Healthy Mind, Healthy Life with your host Avik. This podcast is all about exploring the latest research, sharing personal stories and providing personal tips for improving our mental health and well-being. Each episodes will be joined by experts in the field of mental health as well as individuals who have experienced the transformative power of a healthy mind firsthand. Together we will dive into a range of topics from managing stress and anxiety to building resilience and cultivating happiness. So, join us on this journey to discover new ways to take care of our minds, bodies and souls and let's work together to create a healthier, happier world one episode at a time. So, let's get started. Hello and welcome back to another inspiring episode of Healthy Mind Healthy Life. I'm your host Avik and today we have a truly special guest who's here to help us dive deep into the realm of spirituality and self-discovery. But before we introduce our guest, let me ask you this. Like have you ever felt like there's more to life than what meets the eye? So that's there's a deeper purpose waiting to uncovered right so like well if you have uh like you are in for a treat today right so our guest today is none other than aline aline ram so welcome to the show aline hi thank you so much for having me avik great great so um so aline like before we start delving deep into our conversation i would love to mention this to all of our listeners that aline is a spiritual guide energy healer teacher and the author so her mission is to help people establish unshakable foundations for spiritual growth and the soul fulfillment so she's dedicated to guiding her clients towards a direct and self sustained connection with the divine within themselves so she has a unique gift for blending profound spiritual insights with practical wisdom that's perfectly suited for navigating the challenges of our modern world so she offers a range of transformative services from one-on-one mentoring programs to online courses in-person and remote healing sessions as well as the empowering workshops and many more so without further ado let's welcome aline to the show again and we can start our conversation so welcome again to the show thank you looking forward great great so um like just to uh start with like if you can share a bit about your own personal journey uh towards yeah. connection like with your heart and divine within yourself so what led you to this path basically well i started on this path very early in my life when i was still a teenager and back then it wasn't so much about my heart it was more, more about occultism and mysticism and understanding the mysteries understanding what this reality really is it took me quite a while to get to the point that i realized i needed to connect to my heart i was uh, very into this uh, spiritual growth aspect but i was still much in my mind and it was much later in my life uh, in my late 20s that I, I found myself not liking my life, <laughs> really, 
yeah, I'm not happy with it. Struggling a lot, experiencing much frustration, Mm -hmm. uh, much rage. And at that point, I realized something was really wrong. I I didn't know what it was, but something was really wrong. Um, And slowly, I started returning to myself, to my heart. And, And then I understood it was then that I understood what spirituality really is about, that it is about releasing from our minds so that we can return to our hearts because that's where our authentic selves resides yeah that's that's something great i'd say so like in your work uh you talk about finding clarity amidst the confusion so yes how can someone begin to navigate through life's complexities just to find this clarity and uh connect with their heart's desires. Clarity, many people think about clarity as something in the mind. And of course, we can be have sharp minds, but that doesn't necessarily translate into knowing what we truly want. Many people who are confused are having issues facing what they truly want. Uh, I do believe everybody knows what they want, but we are so conditioned. Um, we judge ourselves so much. We say we cannot have it. It's We're not good enough. It's too much work to be done. Uh, what if we fail? People are going to laugh at us. There's so many layers of fears, of shame that prevent us from acknowledging and accepting what we want. And this acknowledgement, this acceptance comes from our hearts, from accepting ourselves for who we are, from being able to recognize who we are, from living from within. Uh, In this sense, clarity is a quality of the heart. Clarity comes from self-connection. The more we know ourselves, the more we connect to who we truly are, we, we just know what we want because we're allowing ourselves to be ourselves. So that is the the first point to understand that clarity comes as we connect to ourselves and to our hearts. Clarity is a result of self-connection. Yeah. So uh, many people struggle with uh, the understanding, like what it means to uh, live from the heart. So if you can explain this concept and... Uh, if you have any practical steps for the listeners to start doing their daily lives. So that would also be great. So living from the heart begins at listening to our hearts, listening to the whispers of the heart, because we live so much in our minds and our minds are very loud. They shout, they're busy, they're full of worries. And living from the heart in great part is to understand the language of the heart because love doesn't shout at you. Love whispers. Love is much more gentle. It will not force you to do things. It will not tell you, you should do this. You cannot do that. That is not the language of love. And we know this inherently when we talk to people we love, but that's not how we talk to ourselves because We are not in our hearts. We are in our minds. So just recognizing these voices. Am I shouting to myself? Is this my mind? Uh, What is my heart actually saying? Can I make a little bit more space to listen to my heart? We live 
we live in such busy society that it is pretty difficult to hear to whisper when we are always busy, when we are always full of to-dos. To live from the heart is to listen to the heart and then from there to trust what the heart has to say. So some people actually can hear it, but they don't trust it. They don't act on it. And because of that, they get stuck. So the trick here to live from the heart is, can I hear it? And can I trust it so that I can actually follow it? And then it becomes a self-reinforcing circle because the more I act on it, the more I trust it, the more I can see that I can trust it, the more I have the courage to trust it. Now, it begins with listening. And listening is about being a good listener. And we can learn from that just with every single interaction we have with people, right? If I'm talking to somebody and I'm listening to them, I cannot be speaking at the same time. I cannot be thinking and judging what they're saying in my mind. I need to be empty to take it in what they have to say. So living from the heart requires us to be better listeners, better listeners of ourselves, which requires us to create exactly that space to be there to listen, to not be always thinking, to not be always busy. It is a relationship we're establishing with ourselves. And just as with my partner, I need to show up for that relationship and be there in presence, listening, open. I need to do the same thing with myself. I need to be a better relationship to myself. Yeah. Lovely. So uh, like spirituality can often be perceived as something abstract or maybe mystical. So how do you bridge the gap between uh, deep spiritual insights and the practical on everyday living? Well, it might seem abstract when we are not that connected to it yet. And I understand that. And some people also love abstract thoughts. So some people can naturally stay there for longer. As I see it, we are here to live. We are in physicality now. We are not somewhere else. We're not simple clouds of intelligence. For whatever reason, we are here on earth and we are here to live. That for me means that spirituality is something we use to make our lives better, to live our purpose, to live in alignment, in joy. For me, spirituality is not about meditating the whole day in a room, ignoring society and escaping from it. It is not an escapism too, because there are many people who are not happy with this life and use spirituality as another way to escape, a more something that is more regarded as better than uh, social media or watching TV, but it's still as escape. For me, spirituality is, even when we are meditating hours a day, we do that so that when we're not meditating, we are part of this world in better shape, better citizens, more self-loving, more self-accepting, more living our truth. So this is the core for me that I take into everything that I do. That is, how is this impacting my life? How can this teaching bring more light and love into my life and to everybody? Because things have to be applicable. Because things have to transform how we live. Spirituality is not, um, sorry for the jargon, but mental masturbation. 
There's no point only reading about it, talking about it, but not actually embodying it. Spirituality becomes a spirituality when we actually walk the talk and live it and act on it. And that is the hardest part for everything in this life. We're very good at thinking about things, but not acting accordingly. And what spirituality is, is this invitation to live in alignment with our hearts and what is actually important to us so that we can be ourselves connected with the divinity within us and live in joy. And this is how I do it. This is my take on this path. Lovely. So, um, okay. So like <clears throat> you also mentioned the importance of trusting our hearts, like yeah. So what advice do you have for the individuals who uh, may have difficulty in trusting their intuition or their inner guidance? At first, you need courage. You do need to dare. Living from the heart requires courage 100% because your heart is not logical. It many times doesn't make sense. Logical and makes sense is your mind. But your mind will also give you only what is safe and what it knows. Your heart will give you what you truly want, which may be completely new, completely different, completely life-shattering and creating this new magic. If you're doing something that you've never done before, you're going to need a different kind of energy. You're going to need courage at first because you're going to for something new. And it's, it's, we have to accept that. That if we're going for something new, anything in life, we need a piece of courage. However, as we start acting on it, it becomes easier and easier because we see the fruits. We see the results. We can see how it pays off. But we need to do it a few times to realize it pays off. And so for these very first times, it is a leap of faith. It is, well, it is a leap of faith, but at the same time, it's a leap of faith in ourselves. Because we're acting on our hearts, not on what the mind is saying out of fear. Because when we have beautiful ideas, beautiful visions, beautiful longings of the heart, the mind will always stop, try to stop it, you know. It will find problems right away. It will give you reasons why not to do it, how to do it smaller, how to do it safer. Your heart doesn't play by that game. So you need to have the courage to do as your heart says. But another thing that is important here is understanding how to actually use the mind. I've been talking here much about how the mind is shouting and is busy and is worried as if the mind was a bad thing, but it's not. The mind is brilliant. It's just that we're not using it well. What I mean by that is that we're allowing the mind to be our boss we have a dream and the mind says too too much work and we accept that we're allowing the mind to be our servants and this is not using the mind correctly because this is just shutting us down yeah now the use of the mind is allowing the heart to be this the master hear what your heart wants and it might sound completely crazy but listen listen to what it has to say and then go back to the mind and say, this is what I want. My heart is telling me this, this is what I want. Now let's make a plan to make it work. So when we use the mind as a servant of the heart, the heart is deciding what, and the mind is just making the plan. The mind is great at planning. 
But if we allow the mind to choose the goals, to choose the vision, we're never going to be ourselves. We're always going to hold ourselves back. So we want the mind to be the the sorry, the heart to be the leader okay. and the mind to work for the heart. Yeah. All right. So um like if you can if you can also uh share like the roadblocks i mean the journey to this spiritual growth can always be challenging uh, for people now what are some of the common roadblocks people encounter along the way like what do you think and if they actually encountering any uh, roadblocks how can they overcome them there are so many different uh, blockages and different people will experience different things um one thing is this is the busyness our inability to to rest when we rest we want to sleep or number ourselves with uh, netflix and on our phones so this we need to cultivate silence um maybe not silence the right word like spaciousness i like the word spaciousness because we want to create a better, like everything is relationships. And in this path, we what we're trying to do is create a better relationship with ourselves, a better relationship with life, a better relationship with the divine. But we cannot have better relationships if we don't show up for the relationships. So if all we're doing is keeping busy with work, grocery shopping, family duties, like we're doing things nonstop, we are leaving this to-do list, where is your quality time with yourself? Where is your quality time with life? Where is your quality time with the universe? It's just it, you're not making you don't make space for an important relationship. How can it probably even exist? Yeah. And I know it's something that sounds obvious and clear when we talk about it, but that doesn't change the fact that it's very hard for people to stop to create this openness to when you are not doing anything to not reach out for your phone to not go after screen, to not start reading a book. Stillness is a major challenge. And it's one that the ego uses very well because all of those things are actually our ego preventing us from doing anything that would connect us more. So my first, uh, this is, is critical and it is very hard, is to create the ability to do nothing, to just pay attention, to just... You know, be fully there in silence. If you're like, I have the luck to have a beautiful view in my window to just be able to stay there with it. No connecting with that, connecting with the beauty. Like if you have beautiful flowers at home, appreciate them. Just be with things fully without escaping from this present moment. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, like you offer various services, like including, as I was mentioning, like one-on-one -on -one mentoring workshops, uh, so remote as well. So if you can share a success story, uh, like, or maybe the transformational moment, uh, from one of your clients, uh, no need to share the name, but yes, uh, if you can share a moment, which highlights the power of connecting, uh, with the heart. I mean, there's so many different cases. I had clients that left, like after a healing session left their job the day after because it just became so crystal clear to them what the direction they wanted. 
um, clients that could hear their spiritual guides much stronger and were clear what is that is for them and what is not for them. So normally comes this like stronger connection that points directions. Um, what matters is not the action itself as much as the clarity within us. That that's so strong that nobody can take away from us. So for me, the spiritual path has to go back to within us, that we know within ourselves. And every time I see that in a client that just understands what's actually going on with them and how they actually want life to be instead, I'm always happy. So uh, like if you can recommend any of the books, resources, or maybe the practices that have had a significant impact on your own spiritual journey and maybe that you believe could benefit our listeners as well yeah and there's so many different practices the one thing that i i I love doing is to just connect with the sense of touch mm-hmm. i've been talking a few things that can be quite challenging so i'm sharing a practice that is super simple which is to simply you can go outside close your eyes for a few minutes and connect to the sense of touch your skin your skin that is everywhere what can, what can you feel can you feel maybe there is a breeze the wind in some part maybe it's the sun hitting another part maybe one part is in the shadow and you feel a little bit cold there connecting with the sense of touch in you that brings you back to your body but it also brings you back to your heart because the sense of touch is connected to the to the heart chakra so it's a way to also start energizing your heart center to come back to your heart touch is very soothing it will connect you to yourself but also calm your nervous system down which is super important when we're living so stressful lives so this is a practice that anybody can do it only takes you two minutes each time but doing this every day a few times will actually reinforce your self-connection, your sensitivity to what is happening within yourself. So uh, in a world that is filled with distractions and external pressures as well, societal pressures as well, so how can individuals maintain their uh, connection with their hearts and also stay aligned with their true selves? What do you believe? And that's a huge answer. I'm going to just share a few things here. (laughs) It takes effort. I'm not going to lie. There is a lot of distractions and it is, it has to come from within us, our willpower to not get distracted, to realize when we're distracted and come back. So coming back to ourselves, it's, um, it begins within us. The world is not going to stop being distractive. It's just not. Don't, don't wait for the best scenario. Don't wait until you move to a calmer town. You know, there is um, there is no waiting. There is us deciding for ourselves now, saying, I don't want this in my life. This is a part that I know it, it requires strength. But this is the best strength to have, the, the strength of self-mastery. Mm-hmm. Because this is self-devotion. This is you being devoted to yourself. So this is a sign of self-love. Okay. And um, we are used to getting caught up on things. 
One very simple way we can begin with to just reduce distractions is that, I mean, we're always on our phones, right? Like we get our phones all the time. If we start having a fasting, mobile phone fasting, say 12 hours a day, you cannot use your phone. During the night, of course, so includes your sleep. But say that two hours before you go to bed and two hours after you go to bed, you are not allowed to go and check your phone or any screen for that matter. So does, if you don't go to your phone, but then you go to the TV, it doesn't count. <laughs> You're just replacing one with the other. But creating moments of cultivating the gap, even if it's uncomfortable at first, but this is training you. Even if 12, 12 hours maybe sounds too much, you can begin with 10, you know, one hour before you go to bed up to the first hour you wake up at night, do not reach to your phone. Nothing is going to happen that it's going to be that um, chaotic or like, you know, start calming yourself down with accepting that it's okay, that you don't need to know all the time, that you don't need to answer messages right away. So then do like 12 hours a day, maybe Sunday, have Sundays the whole day without your phone to cultivate the stillness. I'm just using this example because it's something that a lot of people are distracted by. If you are lucky to not be distracted by your phone, check what is it that you're normally distracted by. Some people read news all the time. They need to know everything that is happening in the world. Well, can you do the same thing without having checking news? I don't know, 14 hours a day. Just realize what your distractions are. Choose one. We don't want to get overwhelmed and like do 10,000 distractions at once. Just choose one and put restrictions on it. Put boundaries of refraining because this is more than not getting distracted. Yeah. One of the consequences of that is not getting distracted. Another consequence of this, which is the most important one, is developing the strength of your will. When you put your mind into something, commit to it and do it, your will, your self-mastery becomes stronger. So this is more than just that specific distraction. This is you training your mind so that you are in control of your mind. Great. That's great. So uh, thank you for joining on this profound journey of self-discovery and spiritual growth in today's episode, Unlocking the Power Within, a journey to connect with your heart. So dear listeners, and I'd love to mention that uh, always remember that the power to connect with your heart and the divine within you is within your reach. So it's about finding the clarity, trusting your intuition and also embracing the joy of spiritual growth in your everyday life. So as we wrap up, I want to express our gratitude to Aline for sharing her knowledge and wisdom with us today. So if you have found this episode inspiring and enlightening, please subscribe, leave a review and share it with others who might benefit from this journey. So stay tuned for more episodes of Healthy Mind and Healthy Life where we explore topics that empower you to live your best life. So until next time, keep nurturing your inner light and remember that your heart holds the key to a life filled with purpose, joy and the fulfillment. So thank you so much. <laughs>